This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. A lot of our listeners are very familiar with the traditional way of making money in real estate. And by that, I mean, if you have residential buildings, you're providing roof to someone, a roof under someone's head, safe environment to live in, and they'll pay you in return for rent, or you sell the building outright once you've developed it. In other cases, you're building industrial assets or hotels, or you're building shopping mall centers, whatever it might be, most real estate is based on renting space out. And we're talking physical space, so someone can have the rights to occupy that space, manufacture in that space, or sleep in that space, or sell items in that space. Some of our listeners, especially in the commercial real estate sector, have assets that make revenue from advertising. Often, you have a big wall, and you can put a billboard on there perhaps, especially if the city allows you to and the regulations allow you to. Now you've got a whole new revenue stream. But most of our listeners, you know, because that's a niche within commercial real estate, aren't familiar with that business model. So could you sort of educate some of our listeners first on how the outdoor digital advertising space works on physical real estate? And then I'd like to dive in a little bit into uh, how that applies in the metaverse. But let's stay purely focused on the physical side right now. Yeah, so, so what, one really interesting thing that you said there is that there's actually quite a lot of friction, you know, to be able to put a billboard or a screen, a screen on, a, on the side of a building. You, know, you, you need planning permission, probably there's a capital cost of doing it, which could run to the millions for, you know, for, you know large screen media. Um, there's things like luminosity in terms of how bright they are at night how close they are to roads because people may be driving as they're going past them. So, so, but, but yes, you've got, and then, you know, what kind of audience, what's the profile of the audience, et cetera. But so as a, as an outdoor media company, you're looking to work with property owners um, in very simplistically one of kind of two ways. One, that there's an opportunity to be able to place inventory on their building and um, you will then do a deal whereby you manage that on their behalf. You're commercializing that on their behalf. They may have some say in terms of what kind of, what kind of um, advertising would go on there? If it's you know linked to if it's above a retail um, shopping mall, you might not want to, you know competing advertisers on there. Or for example, if it's near a school, there's also a bunch of law and regulation that says you can't have fast food on you know it, it, on those posters. So there's, there's other kind of layers of complexity that go on, go on top as well. Or it could be that part of the proposition is a service-related proposition. A company called JC Deco, one of our partners, was kind of very instrumental early days in doing this, which is. So it could be that you say, look, actually, you know what? You're a council. What you really need is um, some bus shelters or, you, you know, you're, you're going to need some bins and you're going to need maybe some public toilets uh, or some street lights. And, and so part of the proposition we're going to have to you, Mr. Kind of cash strapped council, um, is we're going to offer you this service. And in return for that, we're then going to, you know, monetize though, that, those infrastructures and also then give you a share. But actually a large part of the proposition is a service related proposition. So, so that's kind of basically how, and, and then you are responsible <clears throat> by aggregating all of that inventory together to then create campaigns, working with agencies and, and, and brands directly to be able to say, you know, the brand will say, like, I've got a, you know, I'm a, a fashion company, I'm launching my new collection and these are the people I want to reach. And then you have a bunch of data that says, oh, exactly those types of people are 
walking past this particular area and they're shopping here and we've got mobile phone data that's kind of showing the movement and, and therefore this would be a great great part of the campaign that you can use. And actually we, we as Database work with a lot of outdoor media owners to help them to create an immersive layer to their existing inventory. So we, we're actually the augmented reality partner for Pickley Lights and Pickley Circus. And you know, we just did a campaign for um, for Sing 2 for Universal Pictures where they had a they had a you know a promotion advertisement on the on the big screen saying go watch Sing 2, but obviously it's silent because it's a big public screen. So we've actually got some patent pending audio technology where we use computer vision. So you can hold up your phone, it recognizes what's going on on the screen and then synchronizes on your phone the audio to the public screen. So you can then hold, hold up your phone, put it in your pocket, and then you can actually listen on your headphones to what you're seeing on a public screen, which is cool. So, you know, bringing, to, and then also you can see the video um, of the full trailer, which kind of came up in a big screen inside of Piccadilly Circus, but it's all completely virtual. And, and there's other things you can do as well. We've got another campaign about to go live with a, with a high-end fashion company where they want to be able to promote kind of launch a wayfinding so kind of map based um, experience to get you from the screen to their store that's you know that's pretty cool I'm seeing the other oh, oh yeah that's cool where can I go buy it well follow the arrow you know take you to the store so there's lots of ways that we're already working with the outdoor industry to bring I mean, our technology to help that to, to be facilitated the outdoor industry also has evolved over time where initially you had these very static looking billboards then these billboards would rotate which would allow you to have different types of advertisers and you could command a premium for that. You're selling space and it could be by the seconds or however you do it. Then you start to have um, these physical layers added on top of the billboard, this texture, or there's you know an item sticking out of the billboard. Um, and, and now you also have digital billboards where it's like a screen. And the yeah. next layer on top of this is the QR code. QR codes are really making a comeback. And I say comeback because there was a lot of hype in the VC circle around AR and QR codes. And that sort of died down a little bit. And it really did take off in, in Asia, but not so much in the West. And I think we're now at peak usage. Super Bowl recently, for example, ran, uh, or, or Coinbase ran an ad Coinbase. in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. It was just a QR code, right? People just saw a QR code, there was nothing else. You scan it and it takes you to Coinbase website where you can register and get, you know, some incentive like $15 worth of Bitcoin. So successful beat, you know, people pay 7 million bucks for like a small, you know, slot at the Super Bowl. And this was by far the most simple ad, the cheapest ever to produce. And yet, you know, consumers love it. So now you're adding these QR codes. Um, now, uh, is there a pre- Which by the way, we, we have COVID to thank for that. If, if COVID has given us anything, it's taught the world to scan QR codes. Yeah. Are there premiums uh, charged for adding interactivity or is it sort of, you have the space, yeah. you add a QR code and now it's free for you for whatever happens in that QR code experience. Okay, so I mean a QR code just takes you to a URL, it takes you to a website. So it's just a simple way to take you to, so it could just be like for Coinbase, it just took you to their website. We, we use QR codes a lot um, in, in, you know, whether it be, so for example, um, we, we're running a, an immersive gallery at the moment for a large property company on Sydney Harbour. And they're looking to drive people back, you know, back into the office and back into this, com this community called International Towers in Barangaroo in, in Sydney. Uh, and so we've worked with um, some really famous Australian artists to create these kind of AR installations. So, you know, they're in, there's, 
a car, for example, that was um, which was kind of um, turned into an artwork in the outback, and we went out to the outback and we scanned the car, and you can then hold up your phone, and there's this massive, amazing artwork in the middle of this precinct on Sydney Harbour. Um, but the way you get there is that, as you say, you kind of it's being promoted, and you can scan a QR code. And the great thing from an augmented reality perspective with a QR code is it's already you know, it's kind of it's it's the training wheels to get you into the experience because you've already opened up your camera, you're already looking at the world through your camera. You scan this QR code and, and it kind of just continues to be suddenly instead of instead of just seeing the QR code, you're going into an AR experience where your camera is then also layering this other content on the world around you, like it, making it look like it's really there. So from our perspective, it's you know QR codes and and the prevalence of, of their usage has been a real boom for us because it means that it's a really simple and well understood way of, of adding either to a, to a location, to a wall, or to, to a, you know, a piece of outdoor advertising, a way of being able to say, look, there's something more you can do with this. So I'll give you another example. We, we worked with Hewlett Packard uh, at COP26, the, the climate conference in Glasgow last year. Um, and they have, they've got some amazing sustainability projects all over the world. And they wanted to be able to reach delegates of COP26 and tell them about these, about you know, what, what they were doing as HP. And so we created, and they had a bunch of content already that already existed. Now, oftentimes with AR, the real cost and kind of overhead of doing it is, and some, sometimes what stops the campaign is that, you know, creating this three-dimensional content is super expensive and, you know, it's, and, and you're not probably going to really use it for anything else. But they had videos, they had infographics, and they had you know, some really interesting content around the battery recycling plant in you know, Southeast Asia and whatever else they were doing. And so we worked with, with them to basically put a really simple call to action QR code on their, on their digital screens, which were in international airports where people were coming into Glasgow and then Glasgow and Edinburgh in, in points, of, points of departure and arrival, so train stations, and around the conference center. And basically when you scan the QR code, this big kind of earth appeared in front of you and you could, like it's kind of there, you know, shadow on the floor, and you could kind of spin the earth, and then there were these hotspots on it, and when you clicked on them, it then kind of, the earth kind of went small again, and then it kind of told you all about the stuff that they were doing, and you saw the videos, but it's all kind of in this three-dimensional three dimensional space. So that's kind of, so, you know, we as Darabase, as I've kind of explained, you know, it, we're all about working with the property companies and the outdoor media companies, but actually oftentimes we're then also helping them to create the campaigns, because that kind of helps to educate the, the industry and helps to, helps to, really kind of create meaningful activity through which you can then start to show how you know, properties and locations can be leveraged, whether they be existing screens or whether they be, whether they be you know, just places and places and spaces. And QR codes are an emerging medium to really pay attention to, and I really believe that they're, they're, they're now coming into prime. Uh, three use cases I can think of, commerce, food, and property maintenance. So on the commerce uh -huh. side, you could go to Amazon or you could go to another website and you can see how an item might look inside of your home, which really allows you to appreciate, okay, here's how the art or here's how the, the sofa or the table or whatever object I'm ordering would look in my room. I was looking for an air purifier recently and um, this has happened to me a couple of times. I don't bother to look at the dimensions and I order it and it arrives and it's way bigger or way smaller than I anticipated. Now I can actually see exactly where I want to put it and I realize, ooh, I don't like the shade of that. I actually used this when I was um, looking to buy a very expensive iMac from Apple. They have these really beautiful um, iMacs, and I, I, this is my setup actually at home, and I wasn't sure which color to use. And you know, I'd gone to the store, and I was trying to remember, was that an orange color? Was it a yellow color? Uh, for those of people watching um, through video, I'm gonna point, I don't know if this is gonna cause some kind of mirror on mirror effect, but I've got two screens. I don't know if you can see, this is sort of, you know, 
how, how it looks. And behind me, I've got sort of a, a interesting whiskey themed color, right? So I was looking for an iMac yeah. that would match the color of my uh, environment. And through the Apple website, I was able to place it on this desk with the exact proportion and I loved it. And then I thought, oh, I could have two because two fits suddenly. So it changes commerce in a beautiful way. When it comes to food, we've all been there. We've all seen it where, and COVID really helped here, where you go to a restaurant and you scan the QR code and now you can see a menu. And even then you can do more than just see the menu. You can order items and you can pay through that interface. And then one to watch out for in property, which is really cool on the prop tech side, because I'm a VC right now, and I invest in prop tech companies. Beautiful applications for how QR codes are being used. One that I've seen is for self-touring. So you've got, because of COVID, or because historically due to COVID, it's been difficult to do in-person tours. You can do self-guided tours. You can have QR codes around the building or around the place. You can scan the QR code. It will tell you a lot more. And you can sync it to Alexa as well. So there'd be yeah. a voice accompanying it. Another one, property maintenance, a company I invested in, Tapi. Really cool idea where you have QR codes attached to the appliance. So now when there's a problem with that appliance, you've got a QR code and it pulls up the actual manual related to that appliance. And if you've got a chatbot attached to that, now you're talking to someone on the support team and they're not asking you, oh, what make and model is it? Okay, let me query that. Immediately, that QR code is now linked to your, to your stove or to your fridge or to your dishwasher and you're able to triage. And even then, not just triage, there's also a way to give you automated instructions, like try this, try this, try that. And this removes so much of the queries that come through that can be handled very quickly. 90% of the queries can easily be handled just by having AI or a chatbot show you, here is yeah. what you need to do to change the light bulb, or here's the settings you need to change on the stovetop. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a company doing that, but, but also with AR as well, with uh, for like Airbnbs. You kind of go to a house and there's a coffee machine and you think, oh God, that looks complicated. And you scan the QR code, you hold up your phone and it basically has kind of a three-dimensional kind of uh, model of the coffee machine, which is super simple to do now just with your phone. And then it kind of goes, oh, you know, open here. You go and press the button, it kind of pops up. Okay, then you put in the cartridge, you know. And, it, you know, so there's lots of ways of actually, not only can you then use QR code to kind of do something, but actually you can then use AR to layer on the world what it is that you can do. And then to kind of your service point, if you, you can then allow people to see what you're seeing. So either today with your phone, say, oh yeah, kind of enable, and then they're, they're just looking through your phone at what you're looking at, or even with glasses, you know, HoloLens do this, you know, uh, yeah. with Microsoft, some of the Microsoft demos, where you can actually say, okay, well, I need to fix this piece of machinery you put on your glasses. Somebody, you know, th thousands of miles away puts on their glasses and they're just seeing what you're seeing. And they go, okay, yeah, you see that nodule on the left? Yeah, no, no, the, the other one. Okay, yeah, press that because they can just see your hand. So disruptive, right? So disruptive versus yeah. the old paradigm of calling or even the old paradigm of talking to an online chat or text message chat. Here you've got full connectivity and a lot of our listeners, I bet half, probably want to or do have Airbnbs currently and are probably thinking the amount yeah. of queries in property management that you get that can be solved so easily. And some people are so lazy, you have to send a maintenance worker out there to fix a very quick five minute job can now be handled uh, through AI chatbots or, you know, just giving really smart support by having a QR code. You know, one thing that puzzled me though, uh, for, for any of our listeners who have actually been in the metaverse, 
I've I've played I've spent quite a bit of time on these online platforms like Decentraland, for example. Mm. You'll go there, and this really tripped me up. I go there, I'm browsing through, I'm walking through this virtual land, and I see a billboard, and I see a QR code on the billboard. I'm like, hold on, let me understand. I'm here on my computer in a phys- in the virtual world, and then I'm I mean I'm on my desktop, for example, right? I'm not on my VR, uh, you know, headset. And I see a QR code. <laughs> I'm just puzzled. I'm like, so wait for a second. I've got to take my phone now and point it to this QR code. So it's just kind of a trippy feeling, you know? Yeah, it's like one of those Russian dolls. Of, you know, right, exactly. An experience yeah. is not an experience. Um, so yeah, so I think there's, you know, it, the, the thing about technology for me is it's just got to make things better. You know, there's so much technology that's been spoken about before where it's kind of a cool idea looking for a problem to solve. Whereas actually, you know, I, I believe that AR, augmented reality generally, um, has a huge opportunity to just make our lives, as I said, you know, some time ago in the conversation, you know, more human, more real, uh, more entertaining, more useful, um, and just solve some of the you know, get, solve some of the things that have previously got in the way because you've always you've had to kind of take something that's happening in life and then try and fit it onto a two dimensional screen. Now, architects are a good example. Architects do, you know, are now doing these amazing, you know, CAD CAD drawings and all these three dimensional models and. And actually, oftentimes, still they're building something in cardboard to kind of show you what it looks like, which is kind of odd um, in terms of creating these models. But then also, you then see most of those things on a two-dimensional screen. So you're trying to take all this three-dimensional content and put it onto a flat screen. Whereas actually, augmented reality, and to a degree, also virtual reality, allows you to then experience that in three dimensions. And, and just the human brain and the way that we, we understand space can you know allows us a little bit like your you know your your Mac allows us to kind of be able to make better decisions because we can you know we, we are spatial beings um, and it's difficult for our brains to be able to say something that's three dimensional and really get to grips with it in a two dimensional screen.